The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get your radio transmitters ready, people. We're talking the vast of night. Welcome back to another episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, the Salty Nerd. In today's episode, we are discussing the Amazon Prime original movie, The Vast of Night. It's kind of a low-budget like indie film, and I thought it would be cool to check out because it piqued my interest, but I am about to die on a hill. And we're also <laughs> starving for content. This is, yeah. COVID this, times. This, is, this is why I don't watch low-budget indie films. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to read you the synopsis, Go ahead. like how everyone in the first oh, 20 God. minutes of oh, this God. movie speak. Should I talk over you while you do it? <laughs> Vast of Night from nineteen from t- 2019. A switchboard operator and a radio DJ <laughs> discover a strange audio frequency which could change the future forever. <laughs> this takes place in 1955. <laughs> If you haven't been able to tell. Now look here, you crazy broad. <laughs> you got a cigarette? <laughs> hey, 16-year-old girl, you got a cigarette? Hey, hey, what are you cigarette? doing? Hey, hey, did you hear about that squirrel that bit the wire? <laughs> the cigarettes were given to me by my doctor. Thank you for calling the switchboard. What's your number, please? I'll connect you. <laughs> hey, how old are you? I'm 16. Oh, you're kind of hot. All right, let's go. I'm 30. Want to get abducted by aliens together? Well, sure, sir. You seem swell. Let me go get my baby cousin. <laughs> Have you heard of these automobiles that give you directions? Through the radio signals. <laughs> tell me how to use a tape recorder, won't you? Tell me. Dude, I'm sorry, it's not broadcast quality. I don't, I, don't I, listen I, here, you crazy Dane. <laughs> don't be a hysterical woman now. Do you want to know how much this movie costs to make, sir? <laughs> a million bucks. It costs seven hundred thousand dollars. That's it. Dude, yep. You can, you can Did it cost a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nobody. but I'll give you one for your for your two cents. I'll give you a nickel for your two cents, sir. I spent three dollars on this recorder from the Sears catalog. <laughs> Took, took, took six weeks to get mailed in. <laughs> I told you this movie was going to be fun. No, this movie no. was not fun. No. Was not fun. <laughs> We're fun. No. <laughs> the movie was let not. Me, let me set the stage of how we all watched this movie. Alex said, this movie seems cool. Let's all watch it. And we were like, all right. All right. We'll let Alex yeah. pick. And then, then he watches it and he's like, this movie's solid. He goes, yeah. Like 45 minutes later, he's like, Bro, this movie is fucking solid. I'm so into and, this. And, we, and immediately we were all like, this movie's going to be oh, garbage. This movie's going to suck. Ten minutes in, we're still in the intro of this movie. And I texted Alex. I was like, what in the hell is this jibber jabber yeah. nonsense movie you're making we're, us watch? We, and the whole movie's like that. We're ten minutes in and the script is on page 78. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole opening of this movie. 100 mile an hour dialogue. Yes. So, so it takes place in a small Texas town and. I didn't even get to the no, squirrel yet. Wasn't it New Mexico? New Mexico, Texas, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's New Mexico. Thing. It's Same New Mexico. It kind of centers around this, this local basketball game for the school and uh, all these people have gathered to watch the basketball game. You know, one time a squirrel ate a wire. Yeah. <laughs> and when they found it, the wire was still and, in and, the squirrel's mouth. The entire like fit, first 15, 20 minutes, it, it's following around some of these characters and they're all talking over each other and they're talking about the most inane, stupid stuff. We hear the squirrel story of. three fucking times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to swear... And you're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. So, so like after the first 20 minutes, I think Jude Vader and myself are just like, why are we watching this movie? 
It was really, this, it was hard to get through. This yeah. one, it took me eight hours to watch this 90 minute movie. Dude, I was <laughs> so into it. I loved it. Every, everything that you guys hate is something that I was like, oh, I don't want to be cool. on the show with you anymore. This was fun to me. I love, because what impressed me about it is because all of this dialogue is one shot. So you have these actors and the extras, the hundreds of extras out of this basketball game who are acting for like a solid seven, eight minute clip. And they're just, they're doing their dialogue and they're interacting with people and there's people that come in and interrupt them and it's all done completely no cuts at all. And I'm like, that's impressive to well, me. Here's what there, I there think. Were, there were hidden cuts in there. Um, here's oh, what yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that you did not watch this movie, but you watched some YouTube tutorial about people talking about this movie and <laughs> nope. they told you what to say. Nope, I and haven't. You made us watch nope. it as a prank. No, I never watched any reviews on this. I went in completely blind. I had no idea what it was. I saw the trailer on Amazon. I watched the trailer and I was like, that looks cool. I have other people you. bothered to do reviews on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris Suckman did one. I didn't watch it, but <laughs> how do you know name? that then? There, because there, I saw it on his freaking thing when I was typing there, in. Like, there are quite you know some a few YouTube reviews on this. So this was like a micro budget independent film. It was made for seven hundred thousand dollars. And Alex is right. Technically, this movie is very well made. Thank you. you. Know, for for the amount of money they spent on it, you know they um, um they they do do a lot of kind of you know Scorsese the wardrobe the cars the, it was this, all this is one of those movies. We're five minutes in, and I'm going, okay, weird lighting, weird camera angles, and bullshit dialogue. Why is everybody <laughs> like, talking about this done. stupid squirrel? There, there was world a lot, building. There was a lot of post, um, you know, post production magic on this, where they color graded the the movie to make it look like you know a, a you know, more expensive movie than it was. They did a lot of single take shots, which were very impressive. Thank you. I'm not going to lie, um, but they they were very gimmicky. All right, guys, before we get too deep into the woods, let's take a quick break. Listen to some sponsors that I, I never felt a connection to any of the characters because that opening 20 minutes just made me feel so like, why do I care about any of these people? Uh-huh. So it, it became hard once the movie actually got going to actually kind of sympathize with with either of our two leads. Um, but I will say this, like there are parts of this movie that I thought were very intriguing and they mostly had to do with um, because it's a low budget movie. It was basically a lot of people talking. Mm-hmm. And the guy who runs the radio station, um, he gets a call um, asking people if they can identify the strange noise that the radio or that the uh, town switchboard operator kind of forwarded to him. And that's the sixteen year old girl who's a friend of his from from the high school. And so he gets a call from a former like U.S. Army guy who tells him this story <sighs> about like basically like helping to build a cover up for a UF UFO. It was basically like the Roswell story yeah. more or less. And, and it was, you know, uh, they, they had these really long takes of just like people's reactions as he's Dude. telling the story. We never see this guy's face. I was completely glued to yeah, my freaking screen. It was fascinating. It was amazing. It was really well done. The camera doesn't move. I was bored out of my oh, mind. Get out of here, dude. I was sitting there. I was just like listening to this guy talk. And of course, you're literally shaking in your chair I'm over s- your excitement. I love this over movie. A- phone call <laughs> dude it was so well done because it had it that like not it had that grainy like 1950s radio like over yeah, the phone if, kind if, of feel to it radio dramas i love that like, kind of stuff no, dude when so i was terrible. a kid i thought about being like a radio you know yeah, the, the, radio guy the act, i just the actor that they got to tell this story was was really good um and i, I like alex i was i was pretty riveted when he was talking about this stuff because you could hear the emotion in the guy's voice yes um, basically like he was talking about how he got sick for, you know, working on this secret military project 
and how he kept in touch with some of the other guys on his detail and how they were also getting it's sick. A fascinating story. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about how like they actually kind of did some amateur investigation into these sounds. And then the second part of the movie that I found really interesting was pretty much the exact same thing, except they go to this old lady's house and mm -hmm. she tells them her story about how her son got abducted by people from the sky. Yeah. And that in and of itself, I thought was also fascinating because it was just like this really long take just on this woman, this actress. And it, it felt like a play almost because yeah. she, they basically didn't cut away from her and she just told her story and it was like, she did it really, really well. I, I was sold the entire time. Like the whole time you're listening to this, like I love the freaking alien stories and the Bigfoot stories that you hear on podcasts and stuff where people recount like, Oh, I was camping and I heard this weird noise. Like that kind of stuff gets me. And when they presented that in this movie and the way they did it, where it was just like, if it was like a twilight zone, but very intense and you're just sitting there listening to this old woman talk about how her son was abducted by aliens. And I'm just like, <gasps> I believed her. I believed it a hundred percent. I believe the guy on the radio call, the military dude. I was like, yeah, man, that freaking shit happens. Like I was so sold by how well this movie sucked me into the atmosphere of it all. I was just like, I was into it a hundred percent from the start to the finish. I didn't mind the over talking fast talk dialogue because I felt like it kind of sold the atmosphere of the movie with it being in, you know, these young teenage kids in the 1950s and they're, you know, they're on the cusp of this new technology with radio recorders and all this other stuff. Like I felt like I was one of them. And I kind of was like excited for them because they were learning about all this new equipment and all this new technology. And I'm like, and, and the film, yeah, man, this the is film cool. uses this weird framing device where basically the opening shot is of like this 1950s TV. Yeah. And it's basically an intro for this twilight zone ripoff called the, the paradox something or other paradox theater, paradox theater. And, uh, the episode is called the vast of night. And then like they go to basically the movie that we see and throughout the movie, they keep cutting back to, these shots of like the, what we're seeing play out on the TV screen yeah. to remind you that this is basically an episode of this paradox theater. And so, so like in a way it's just like a, a feature length version of a twilight zone episode. It, it's, <laughs> it's very strange. And they, you know, when I was watching this, like there's so many things in here that I, like it was giving me flashbacks to film school because there are moments where, especially like in the, those long sequences where we're listening to the guy on the radio, tell his story. Um, where like the screen will just go black, like it'll just fade to black and it'll stay on a black screen while you're just listening to this guy's voice. And, uh, it does this a couple of times throughout the, the movie where it just cuts to black for some reason. And when I was in film school, like if you didn't have the, um, the money to have like certain effect shots or whatever, you would just cut to black and have like the sound effects play of like, you know, a car <laughs> blowing up or something like that. And it, it was, it was very kind of like, you know, just kind of chintzy and low budget. Um, but like I, I can, I can appreciate the creativity and the innovation that went behind this movie. Like they have this one tracking shot in this movie, which kind of shows you where everything is in relation to one another yeah. in a small town. It, it's a full no cut scene where basically what the director did is he gave the camera to a kid that had a little, um, like a little go-kart and the kid took the camera, placed it on front of his thing and then just drove through this town from point A to point B, no cuts. And then you go into the uh, basketball game seamlessly gets picked up and you go around I mean, the I mean, crowd. There, there are hidden cuts in there, but <clears throat> well, it's, it looks it's, like one. Shot. Yeah, it looks like one shot. It's very seamlessly done. I just, I, that kind of stuff gets me, man. I love how freaking yeah. how, and, and this I is, was, I was riveted. <laughs> no, you weren't. I was drawn into the, the, <laughs> the movie. And, and th this is one of those things that took them a year to edit this movie because they were just kind of going as they got the money for it. And, 
um, like, you know, they, they did a lot of post-processing on this movie to make it, give it like a big budget feel, even though like it, you know, like it was under a million dollars for this movie. In fact, when they, they were scouting for like the, the gymnasium that the basketball game takes place in, they actually had to spend $20,000 of their own budget to remove the, the three point line because it wasn't period accurate oh that's awesome yeah so like like a big chunk of their budget just went to like getting rid of like this this free throw line in this basketball court but i mean there's so many things about this movie that i can appreciate but overall like i just didn't enjoy this movie all that no wasn't that enjoyable you guys were just bored is that all it was i'm gonna go ahead and reenact one of my problems (laughs) of this movie go ahead for you (laughs) ma'am please tell us your story and I don't mean to rush you or be disrespectful, but we're on a time crunch here, and you got to hurry up and tell us your story. 30 minutes later. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you my story. And also also that, that couple that just comes out of nowhere um, that, you know, the, the main characters meet up with. Yeah. We, were, we kept going like, who are these people? Yeah. We never introduced them. They just kind of showed up in the middle of town. They're like, did you see that UFO? <laughs> But, but I, like, I, I will say that scene where they're in the car and they're playing that that woman's alien talk, yeah. and the people just start staring up at the ceiling. Like that was creepy. Yeah, I, I like had that. It had some good elements to it with, the, and I I think I would have liked more of that. Yeah, yeah, that was the best part, and it lasted five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if they, you know, if they could have like moved the story along, I would have enjoyed this movie a little bit better. But instead, we get fifteen minutes at the beginning of them talking about their stupid tape recorder. Yeah. Just, well, I'm afraid to talk in a tape recorder. I don't know what to say when the microphone's on. <laughs> I get that because, you know, yeah. this is what we do here, but I'm, I'm not as nervous as I used to be. But, uh, still, it's just, it's, it was just a weird introduction to the movie. It's mm-hmm. just took them two weeks to film this movie. That's awesome, man. I don't know. This get, I don't know. This the, is the, like the quality of the actors they got for this were really good, though. Tell me about it. For like these young, like nobody knows who these people are. They did a really freaking good job. I and was, then they were abducted by aliens. Maybe we'll maybe they again. were aliens. Who knows? And they were telling a well, true story. Should we talk about the ending since we're talking about? Yeah, we're going to spoil the heck out of this movie. So if you haven't seen it. Don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> so the ending, they actually do an, uh, what I felt like was a pretty freaking cool reveal with the alien spaceships at the end. It felt very like uh, Close Encounters to me. And uh, with with the buildup, uh, admittedly, is a slow buildup. With a slow buildup, and they get, you keep hearing the sound over the recording, and they're all talking about what it is. You're getting these different accounts from people, and then finally the payoff at the end. You see just like these immense freaking spaceships in the sky with the lights and everything. I was just like, I'm like that was great. It was a little nerve wracking because you got like, this nervous feeling from all the people in the town were like kind of freaked out about it. So, it's got like this Twilight Zone vibe yeah, to like, it. Like one of the interesting things about this movie is that the main characters, as they learn more about you know, these aliens from the people who call into the show and the old women that they go to interview, it kind of becomes obvious that the mythology that's being built around this stuff is that uh, the aliens use this, this radio signal to kind of communicate with one another, but also to implant um, thoughts into people's heads Mm. and the aliens uh, basically they don't like attention. So what they try to do is they try to abduct people who are isolated and so uh, one of the theories is that this this radio signal that the aliens are broadcasting is specifically meant to pull certain types of people away from groups so that they can be abducted. And so this entire story that focuses on this you know, radio engineer and this um, switchboard operator in this small town uh, is basically um, the process by which 
aliens abduct people and we're seeing it play out in real time. And so eventually the, the signal as they're investigating this stuff and we get the um, kind of mythology from the ex army guy and the old woman, we get the sense that these aliens are actually kind of malevolent. Like they, they want to basically control our thoughts. They want to study us. They want to take us away from our homes and they want to create massive amounts of strife and, and war and get rid of free independent thought. And that's, and, do things. <laughs> and that, that's kind of like the, like the through line of the mythology leading up to the big climax of this movie, which is basically the main characters are out in a the field. They see these uh, UFOs. And then the final shot of the movie is just this audio recorded that they've been carrying around with them covered in either ash or dirt or something. And the people are gone. And so like you're led to believe that they were abducted by these aliens, just like the old woman's kid was, but you don't really know, like, were they abducted? Did they die? Were they oh, incinerated? Do, 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 Freaking Twilight Zone, man. These big brain aliens came down out of the ship. They went, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and they blasted them and turned them into ash. And they went back up to their ship. Mars attacks, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I do not apologize for making you guys watch this movie. because I had a blast. I was sucked into this thing so quickly. So selfish. It was what, awesome. What, what's crazy is the the 16-year-old girl who was the switchboard operator, she had her like little sister, like three-year-old sister with her when they got abducted. Yeah. I was like, did the did the baby yep. get abducted too? Baby got abducted. <laughs> she was like, why are you bringing the kid with you? Well, there's nobody home. I can't leave him there. Like it was, it was, I don't know. And they said it was just like that. Yep, they did. <laughs> <laughs> it was very 1955-ish talk. You know what I mean? It, it was... They went out of their way to make you feel like you were watching something from the 50s. I don't think anybody in the 50s actually talked like that. Well, there's recordings yeah, was, of people was, in the 50s talking like that. It was a very kind like of that. mid-Atlantic accent type mm-hmm. thing um, that you usually hear in those 1940s news reporter serials. It's like, you know. Now listen here, doll. Jude, I'm going <laughs> to ask you because I know you didn't like this movie. Okay. Do you enjoy old like Twilight Zone episodes? Are you into that kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, so what about this? Because this movie very much tried to be like that. So mm-hmm. what would have sold you more and made you enjoy this movie more? If they could, you, if you would change anything, what would you change to make you enjoy this movie? I would have not watched this movie. No, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Play the game, Jude. <laughs> Is there something that like one aspect you're like, yeah, I like those old Twilight movies because they were like this. So if this movie was a little bit more like that, like I would enjoy it more. Uh... Is there anything... Okay, so I couldn't stand that whole, and I want to say it was like 13 minutes of just this jibber jabber going back and forth. And it, I was like, get to the movie already. <laughs> and then when it took you out of it to show you the TV and, and it was very like Twilight Zony, I was like, okay, but why? Just show me the goddamn movie. <laughs> you didn't like the cutscenes, were they? Cause I did find that a little bit jarring. Because they kept reminding you every yeah. 15 minutes or so, like, hey, you're watching a Twilight Zone episode. I did find that a little bit weird. That it was they kept annoying. Back to it. I, yeah. I think the biggest problem with this movie is that it was far too self-indulgent. Like, they they really kind of, like, uh, when the girl gets to the switchboard um, for the town, they literally spend, like, 11 minutes just, like, on her, like, doing, like, the switchboard thing. And, you know, eventually she finds this you know, this alien sound that's coming through and, you know, it's intriguing because you're hearing people call in they're like, there's this thing above my farm and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, like the, the pacing of this movie feels, feels very slow and the, it, it feels like it's trying to be too arty. 
This, this is probably one of those movies that'll win a bunch of awards. I think it did, didn't it? It, it won a couple of awards, and but it, it never got like a theatrical release. I think it played on a few drive-ins before Amazon picked it up. But it, but basically, it made the festival circuit, and it got a lot of buzz doing that, which led to its eventual sale to Amazon. Um, so like it, you know, I love that it's an independent success story. I love that. You know, I can appreciate a lot of the techniques that they use in this movie, but I, I feel like for the average viewer, for people who aren't like kind of like film geeks or something like that, this movie just is very boring. When I, when I was about halfway through, I swear to God, I was like, okay, oh, she's going to love this. <laughs> I was just like, this is right up his alley. This is everything he likes about movies. Yeah. Do you feel, Kadish, that Matt, that uh, Alex doesn't? really know you at all <laughs> I, when getting, he says shit that, like that, that sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean like he, he's not wrong in the sense that there are parts of this movie where like i, I got really sucked in i was, I was like oh i'm digging this but at the same time when those parts were happening there were things that happened that kind of you know, negated that for me mm. and overall like i feel like it's a decent movie but i totally see where you two are coming from <laughs> where where basically you're, you're just like this was a waste of my time that's too yeah you, you people. The table is split. <laughs> Once I'm, I'm again. not quite on Alex's side. I know. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in between you guys. This is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I, I loved it, dude. I, like I love I art house floofy doofy. I films. usually don't. I usually don't. Like these art house independent movies, I'm usually to like stay away from it. But because it had that science fiction element, because it had that callback to old Twilight Zone episodes, like that's what sucked me in. I love it, that. It really felt like a student film to me. I think it was, it, wasn't it? It, it probably it, it wasn't. It wasn't sounded, a student like, film. Wasn't it was, a student it was film. An okay. Independent film. Like the acting in this movie really elevated it. I think. Like if you had gotten like you know actors who weren't quite as talented as the people in this. Oh, movie. Oh yeah, it would have been awful. Yeah, it, it would have been pretty bad. Yeah, but, the actors uh, definitely. But they made it look like a you know a multi million dollar movie. They had great actors, and that's really all you need to pull off like an independent success story. Yeah. Alex, yes. take a picture picture of us activating our Wonder Twin power. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jude and Vader are fist bumping uh, in their solidarity in the hatred of Alex's taste in movies. There you go. <laughs> Wonder Twin powers activate. All right, guys. This is a pretty short episode. You guys don't have anything to add. You guys, nothing. To add to nothing. You're just like <laughs> never you, watching it again. You hate me for making you watch one this star movie. crap fest. Really? <laughs> yes. I hate it oh. when you pick movies, Alex. Well, <laughs> I hate it when Kate. I picks hate movies. it when Kate <laughs> picks movies too. To be honest. Oh come on! I and Peter hates it when I pick movies. I'll pick all the movies. <laughs> Actually, we did December today. We got some good stuff coming. Yeah, we do. When yeah. are we gonna do a, like a, a week of softcore porn for Vader? <laughs> Skinamax week. <laughs> like uh, the uh, Emmanuel movies week. You just see me just blush the entire time. Red Shoe Diaries week. Oh. <laughs> Skinamax movies. It's like, I want the full penetration shot. <laughs> Can we do Women in Prison week? Can edit this out, right? I don't know. Maybe. You better. <laughs> we need it to pad out the episode. Later. None of I us have some, anything else. I to need say. some vagina <laughs> with some penis in it. Come on. Porn it up. Porn it up. We'll do our focus review of orgasmus. <laughs> oh my god. Zach and Mary make. Now he has to. Yeah. That's a good. I would watch that. We should. We need to do a Kevin Smith week. Um. Yeah. We guys. should do a porn parody week. Zach and Mary. <sighs> I don't know about that, Jude. <laughs> Dude, we'd get a lot of views. Yeah. We could do Orgasmo <laughs> get, like, and Zach and Mary. Hashtag porn. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> I bet you we'd get a thousand new viewers. Yeah, we, we, we could do the Game of Thrones parody. Yes. <laughs> porn parody. God. All right. Ooh, the Star Trek porn parody. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Sex Trek? <laughs> <laughs> sex Trek. 
<laughs> this went way off the rails. I'd be like, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, let's not watch that together. Like five minutes, I'll be right back. We're, we're so much more excited to watch any of those than we were vast of Oh, come on, man. <laughs> For yeah. nerds like me, I highly suggest you go check this out. It's on you Amazon. Are one Prime. of a there kind. Are, there sir. are nerd, no nerds like you. Yep. It's free. It's fun. It's yeah. it's cool. It's not fun. It is fun. You guys they did are crazy. The cookie cutter when. He got made, huh? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, it's funny because, like, I, I, I watched the trailer for this movie, like, months ago. And after watching the trailer, I was like, nope. <laughs> this looks boring and stupid. And here's and, Alex. And, and when, Alex, when, when, when Alex told our group, he was like, hey, guys, I got an idea. This movie looks really solid. You know, it's got it's about aliens. I think we should watch it. And I was just like, no. Oh, and <laughs> There's no that, aliens in it. When that happened, like... Kadish was late to the to the group chat thing, yeah. so we like Vader and I had already agreed to watch it by the time Kadish found out about <laughs> it. And you should have seen his face. I had to be in the living room with him when I was like, "Hey, did you see the focus chat? We're we're gonna watch this movie." And he was like, "Oh," I was like, "I don't want to watch." Yeah, that. I, I fully expected him to pick up his phone and be like, "Bullshit, we're watching I this." I was like, movie. "Don't start a fight with he Alex." Tried. He tried. He <laughs> tried. Yeah, I texted the group. I was like, "Please, let's not watch." I this. was like, "Look, if it sucks, you guys can make fun of me next week." Just watch the movie. I don't mind making funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. It makes I'll it for a it. fun podcast, I think, sometimes when there's one person who's like, I love this. And everybody's like, you're trash. I, 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 feel, I feel like this is one of those, I warned you. Didn't I warn you? <laughs> no, we're, we're totally hashtagging and, and adding at the uh, people in this movie. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I loved it, man. We, we talked about your garbage movie. I, <laughs> I feel like you know, Wolf Cop you know, you know, yeah. like was a much better <laughs> like, bad uh, like, movie. We like Wolf Cop better. I think I got some fans of Wolf Cop this week. Or what? Yeah. Oh man! It's like, dude, you got to go check this Wolf Cop movie out. Dude, Wolf Cop Two is legit. Uh, yeah, Wolf Cop Two is awesome. I haven't seen another it Wolf Cop. Yeah, no. we need to watch it. Uh, well, oh, it, it's much better than the original. I, well, yeah, I didn't like. It's the like original. A, it's the Godfather Two of Werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that focus show on Christmas Horror Week. Yeah, yeah, we could. That's true. All right, guys, uh, that's our discussion on the Vast of Nights. Apparently, well, I mean, Kanish did do. A little bit of praising of it of some of the technical stuff, so I'm, yeah, I appreciate it's, that. It's, it's not a terrible movie. Yeah, um, it's just it's just kind of <laughs> it's a boring, also not a good one. It's boring and indulgent is what I'd call it. Okay, all right. Uh, you said one yeah, star. Yeah, so run right out and watch it. <laughs> I just, yeah, I already said one star. One star crap fest. Yeah, Jude, give it a grading or a rating. <laughs> Skip me. Okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd give it two and a half out of five abductions. All right. I highly suggest that you go check this out. It's I think it's worth a watch. But if you dis if you are more on the side of the other table, the other side of the table, if you like movies like Sahara and, and, and Forty Seven Ronin, and you hate Goonies, you will love this movie. I give it a one and a half take recorders out of, out of five take recorders. I give it a one and a half crazy broads out of if you crazy Ronin. I, I give I give it. I, I gotta, I gotta get mine in. I gotta try. I give it uh, one underage smoker <laughs> out of five. <laughs> Go check this movie out. It's free. Don't. Like 16 year old girls smoking cigarettes. All right. <laughs> That's it for today's podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, real quick, if you want to go check us out and support the podcast, go to saltynerdclub.com and uh, pick a tier. You get a ton of cool stuff in return. We do blooper reels, behind the scenes photos, and uh, an exclusive podcast just for you. So. 
Go to saltynerdclub.com and uh, help support the podcast. And as we grow, our goal obviously is to grow our podcast, grow our brand. Uh, we can expand out to different types of uh, content for you. We can do video games. I know that's kind of Vader's wheelhouse. And, uh, you know, it'd be cool to uh, to be able to expand and do more stuff to entertain you guys with. Yeah. Hopefully people out there actually enjoy our banter. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we're just doing this for nothing. I, I <laughs> yeah. hope that you guys enjoy our hatred of each other. <laughs> and when we tear each other down. I hate all you guys. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Wait, Katie Springs Donuts. Why are we friends? <laughs> you guys all suck. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy your day. Did you? Well, are we oh, going to do our... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Uh, where can we find everybody on the socials? <laughs> Let's all at the same time say it. <laughs> okay. You can find you me. Find me. Yeah, yeah, Twitter and parlor. Did you hear Katie about Spence. that squirrel? <laughs> Squirrel <laughs> who bit the wire, and when they found him, the wire was still in his mouth. Yeah. At Matt Vader 74. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Do it now. Okay, bye. Go get it, kids. <laughs> Jude, where can they find you? You can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Matthew Kadish. At Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter and Parlor and KadishBooks.com. All right. I am your host, The Salty Nerd. You can yell at me on Twitter at Salty underscore nerd and tell me how trash this movie was and I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good one.